We don't need to wait till the end of the year to review our year. And last year I did a 2022 yearly review in a part one and part two because it took me honestly two hours to summarize everything in the year. And I thought, why don't I do this by quarter? I am very, very, very late to this. We are practically at the end of Q2, but better late than never. And you know, this is a year where I'm forgiving myself for not doing everything on time. So, hey everyone, welcome back to the channel. If you're new here, welcome. If you're an OG, thank you so much for always watching my videos and supporting me to make these videos for you every single week if you haven't already i would really appreciate it if you could give this video a thumbs up and press the subscribe button it would really honestly mean the world to me so today i'm going to be talking about q1 in review and i'm going to be taking you through everything that happened in january february and march of this year because believe me so much happened and in this video i'm actually going to share something very secret which i've never ever shared before so want to make a podcast Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating a podcast today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify, and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I love engaging with my audience with the Q&A and the polls. And I also love the fact that I can upload my video podcast on Spotify because I know my audience love watching it sometimes when they're traveling on their commute. I highly recommend you give it a try and you can download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. If you want to stick around for it, please do, because it's actually a really exciting story. So let me tell you what happened at the start of the year. I took two weeks off at the beginning of this year because I was just exhausted from last year. Genuinely, I was so tired. I felt like everything was running at a million miles per hour. And I thought, oh, I'll take the time off at Christmas. But actually... It didn't work for me in that way because I actually had four guests that cancelled on me in December, which meant that I had guests lined up until the end of the year. I just didn't have guests for the first two weeks of January. And so I thought instead of having those guests wait like a month until their podcast is released, let me just release all of them until the end of the year. And then in January, I'll take a week break or I think I took two weeks break. I can't really remember. Yeah, I know I took a week break. It wasn't actually two weeks. Sorry, I took a week break from uploading the videos. Um... I took a week break from posting on Instagram, from posting on YouTube. I really just had that time to just sit and reflect and also work on all the other things that were going on. So one of the really exciting things that happened to me last year, and to be fair, it's happening quite a lot this year, which I'm just not ready for, is writing a book. I've had several publishers come out, reach out to me and say, do you want to write a book? And last year, obviously, I was just so excited at the opportunity of somebody asking me a really cool publishing house that I was like, yes, of course, great. So the time in January, in this kind of week that I had, I was planning to publish a book. No, sorry, publish a book. I was planning to start writing a book. I was preparing for my TED Talk. 
And I was trying to plan for Mumbai's millennial mind because at this point, I really had like two guests. So I was trying to do all of these things. Also, bear in mind, I had no equipment, no crew. I had no idea how I was going to film. It was all just a bit of a disaster, really. The only thing I had secured was the location and I think two guests. And so I was just really overwhelmed. And I thought, let me just take a week off posting. Let me just take a week off doing a podcast and let me just have this time. And essentially, I went to Soho Farmhouse. Now, this is kind of like my yearly retreat that I do with my boyfriend. We go to Soho Farmhouse and we just, at the start of the year, and we just plan out what we want for the year. And we just have some time in nature because I'm very much a city girl. Like, I love walking on Oxford Street. I love walking in very, very busy places. And I actually thrive off being in a very high energy environment. I absolutely could never live in the country. It drives me mad when there's like nobody around. It's very quiet. It's very peaceful. I'm a very much a person who loves being in the city. But what time and time again, I do like to be away. And so it's kind of like our yearly thing. Anyway, on this day, we're driving. Okay, I'm going to tell you, this is the crazy story. I'm going to tell you all these crazy things happened to me one day. We're driving to Soho Farmhouse and we're listening to a podcast by Stephen. Obviously, I love him. And then I get to Soho Farmhouse and my boyfriend goes to the toilet and I get all of these messages on Instagram. Now, bearing in mind, I had ter- I was not posting on Instagram and I should have not been on it. I was meant to go on digital detox. At the same time, I still had to book guests in for February. And how I find my guests is basically searching on Instagram. And so while I was searching on Instagram, I saw all these messages coming in. And it was like, Stephen Bartlett's message mentioned you in his podcast. Oh, my God. Da, 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 da. And I was like, huh, what? And I knew that this was coming because I actually speak to the producer quite a lot, Jack, who's lovely. And he had told somebody else. I knew that this was coming because I know Jack, who's Stephen's producer, and he had told somebody else who had told me that they mentioned me in a podcast that day. So I knew that this day was coming. I knew he mentioned me in a podcast, but I didn't know what he said. I didn't know the context of it. and I didn't know anything else about it. Anyway, I was quite behind. So on the way there, we weren't listening to the Davina McCall podcast. We were listening to the one before that. Anyway, so I was like, what the hell? And then I got all these emails from people, which was so sweet because I told everyone I was not going to be on Instagram. I went straight onto YouTube and I saw Davina McCall was the latest one. And I just was like going through all the chapters and I saw a bit about manifesting and I was like, maybe that's it. And guess what it was? And that's where Stephen mentioned me. Because I always respect the the tenacity and the asking. I see myself in it a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. I remember I was doing this podcast one day and um, I was I was recording with a guest and then I got up to walk out. And the, the person they brought with them in their entourage was the niece. And she goes to me, hi, Stephen. I know this is, I know you're leaving and I know you've just interviewed my auntie, but I have a podcast I've just started and I would like you to be on it. So can we record it now? Did you say yes? I was like, of course. I was like, let's sit down. And we sat down and recorded for like 45 minutes for her podcast. Stop it. Her podcast is killing it. Sh- Shivani, isn't it? She and she's killing it now. Like when I say killing it, she's actually killing it. She's like killing it now. But I, I remember doing a post on LinkedIn about that moment, tagged her in it and said, I just respect the ask, you know, because my life has been riddled with moments as I saw in yours where I just sent the email. I had nothing to lose. And I guess I was just honestly so happy that he did that and that he, you know, talked about that experience in such a positive way. I mean, I still speak to him time and time again, but I just thought the way he kind of worded it and like, really thought of me asking that question as such a powerful thing was really lovely that he recognized that anyway that was lovely then like I think this was like five hours later this is so random and you're probably some people are going to be like whatever um Chris Knott I think that's his name basically big from Sex in the City 
followed me on Instagram. And I obviously thought, oh, it's because of the Stephen Davina McCall podcast. But he doesn't follow either of them. And he follows like 20 people. And so I was like, I was genuinely confused. I thought, why is he following me? And I thought, oh my God, this is so cool. Big from Sex and City is following me. Anyways, unfollowed me now. So that story is kind of in the bin. But at the time, I'm just telling you about my day. It was really exciting. Okay, it gets better. I then get an email from Spotify. Shvani, we love your podcast. You're doing really well. Would love to have a catch-up call with you. In my head, obviously, I thought I was getting a £60 million deal. Call her daddy. They were going to buy my podcast. Again, that didn't happen. So that story's kind of in the bin. But I love the team at Spotify. They're so nice. So it's not really in the bin, but you know what I mean. And then it gets better. Okay, so you go to our room. Really excited. I just love Soho Farmhouse in general anyway. Blah, blah, blah. Go to our room. And my boyfriend is like, should we go for a swim? Bear in mind, we're going in there in January. So it gets dark at five o'clock. We were going to go for dinner at seven. And at this time, it was five o'clock. And it was really dark. And we'd been working all day. And he was like, look, let's just go for a swim. It will be nice. The pool is heated. It's outside. It's nice. And I was like, I don't want to go. It's pitch black. It's cold. Why would I want to go swimming? And he was like, listen to me. Just put your gown on. And let's go. And then I was like, I don't want to get changed there because I don't want to get come back to the room. That means we're going to get ready for dinner. I was just being annoying. He was like, just trust me. Put your gown on. We'll go into the pool. Just put your gown back on. We'll come straight back. I'm so glad he forced me to go. I'm swimming outside in the pool. Just swimming away. And guess who's bloody swimming next to me? Just guess. I'll let you guess. Bum, bum, bum. Harry bloody Styles. Harry Styles is swimming next to me. And I was like, oh my God. My boyfriend's like, what? What? And I'm like, that's Harry Styles. And I was genuinely freaking out that Harry Styles was just swimming next to me. Now, he was with someone and like kind of, you know, doing something like testing his timings and going through all of that. So I didn't want to be like, hello, I'm interrupting your like time with your coach to essentially fangirl over you. I can't believe I'm going to tell you all this story because it's so embarrassing. But anyway, I keep swimming next to him and smiling at him. Obviously, he's just like, what the hell is going on? He smiles back. He was a nice guy, okay? Then I saw him going inside, so I kind of followed him inside, thinking that obviously when he gets out of the pool, I will get out of the pool and then we'll go down to the changing rooms together. Bear in mind, I didn't bring a bag because I was just going back in my gown to the room. Anyway, he swims inside, so I swim inside. But guess what? He's not getting out of the pool. He's just swimming in the indoor bit. So I was just so embarrassed at this point. And I was like, now I look like I'm just lurking around him. This is so embarrassing. He obviously knows that I know who he is because I just kept smiling and being really keen and being really annoying. Anyway, I just thought, you know, let it go and walk out. Anyway, I walked out and I met one of the guys that I know that works there. And I was like, guess what I just saw? And he was like, yeah, I know. He stays here all the time. And I was like, is he staying here tonight? He was like, obviously, we can't disclose that information to you. And I was like, will I see him tomorrow? He was like, we cannot disclose this information to you. So I was like, oh, okay, fine, whatever. But I might see him. And he was like, can neither deny or confirm. And I was like, oh, God, this is so annoying. Anyway, I went downstairs. I was just about to go upstairs and get changed. Well, go back to the room. And he comes down the stairs. And we cross paths. So he's walking down and I'm walking up. And at this point, by the way, I had let go of the idea of asking him to come on my podcast. I was never going to ask him for a photo. I just really wanted him to come on my podcast. I walked out. I then stood outside with my boyfriend and he said to me, he said, I think you should ask. And I thought, mm, I don't know. And he, and he, and sorry, actually, this is when we saw this, the guy who works there. And then when, I, when it was neither confirmed or denied, I was going to see him the next day. I was thinking, 
let me reflect back as to what Stephen and Davina said. You should always ask the question. And this is obviously a sign from God and a sign from the universe that I should ask the question because he just posted about it today and said how important it was to ask the question. There should be nothing you're afraid of and you should go for it. So you should ask the question. And this is what I mean. Look, every time... I talk about something, it doesn't mean that I never feel it. Like, I will always tell you to ask the question. I will always tell you to never be scared. I will always tell you to be shameless. It doesn't mean I don't have those same feelings. I felt just as embarrassed and just as weird about asking Harry Styles for his email address. As I went in, because I had gone up and he had gone down, I knew he was, like, in the changing rooms. I stood outside of the changing rooms. There's, like, a bench bit. I stood outside and I just thought... I'm just going to do it. It is just a sign that Stephen posted about this this whole me asking a question and being fearless. So I just have to do it. Came out of his changing room. He was fully clothed, by the way, before anyone attacks me. First his coach came out, sorry. And then I was waiting. And then he came out. And then I was shaking. I'd also went and got a pen and a notepad. I mean, a piece of paper from reception. So embarrassing, honestly, so embarrassing. And then as I was waiting for him, I went and got water. Anyway, I finished my water, give me that Dutch courage, wish it was vodka. And I went up to him and I just said, hey, I'm really sorry. I know you're here. Um, I really hate to disturb you, but I have a podcast and I'd love to have you on it. Do you have an email address that I can email someone for? And he was so lovely. He was like, don't worry at all. Of course, this is my agent's name. And I actually checked it on Google and it was the real agent's name. I don't know if it was the real email address. And uh, he gave it to me and it was written on an empty coffee cup because I just, like water cup, but it was like a paper cup. So I just drank water and I didn't want to take the notepad I had hidden in my sleeve out to be like, ta-da, I have a piece of paper. So he just wrote it on the cup. Oh, I think I asked him to write it on my hand and he was like, why don't I write it on the cup? That's what happened. God, so embarrassing. Anyway, I also went, walked out whistling as it was, his song, even more embarrassing. And I was really happy. I had a great time. We went out for drinks that night, went out for dinner. Everything was hunky-dory. Anyway, guess what? When we went back to the room, what did the cleaner who was doing the, what's it called? Down service? What's it called? Can't remember. What's the service called when they come and clean your room before dinner? It's, I don't know what it's called. Anyway, they came to clean the room. And guess what? The next morning, I woke up. And the cup was missing because the cleaner obviously thought it was an empty coffee cup or a water cup and she'd thrown it in the bin and the bins were in the farm somewhere. But luckily for me, I'd preempted this, but I didn't know she was going to throw it. Again, I said to my boyfriend, imagine if the cleaner threw this out because I thought they were coming in the morning. I didn't know they were going to come for turn down service. That's what it's called, turn down service. I didn't know. So I took a picture of it. Thank the Lord. Praise the Lord. I took a picture of it because then imagine if I lost it after all of that embarrassment. Anyway... I emailed him and clearly Harry Styles hasn't been on my podcast so I haven't been successful. But it's a funny story and I've never shared that before. I've never, ever, ever shared it. I think I might share it on a podcast. It's so hilarious. My point is, from that, a lot of the things that I speak about, a lot of the lessons that I share, it doesn't mean to say I always do them for the first time. It doesn't mean to say I'm not scared. It doesn't mean to say that I'm always confident. It doesn't mean to say that I'm always resilient and tough and never allow anyone to affect me. I absolutely do. I'm absolutely the same as everybody else. I just sometimes allow my inner voice to not take over my mind and in this situation I just thought it was so weird that Stephen had mentioned this tip to uh, tip to Davina I couldn't 
you know, not ask the question. I've regretted it for the rest of my life. And I'm really happy I did. He hasn't replied. But what a great story. And that's kind of my motto I use now in life. Like when anything bad happens, I always just say, what a great story it will be. And I think that was a great story. Comment below if you think it was a great story and give this video a thumbs up if you think it was a great story. Anyway, moving on to the rest of January. January was a really good month for me in terms of growth. I felt like my all my social channels were growing a lot. I just felt like I was growing so much and I felt really valued for the work that I was putting out there because it feels amazing after all this time that, you know, I've been doing these videos, I've been doing these podcasts, I've been trying my best and it's really demotivating that for two years it just wasn't recognized. And so because I was growing so much, I was thinking like, oh, this is so nice and finally, like, this is what's happening to all of my videos. I'll come on to the why that's not true in a minute. But at the time, I remember feeling really, really happy and I also had my TED Talk in the first week of February which I was trying to prepare for in January. And can I just say, I really, really, really did not prepare that much. I remember leaving it off till the last minute. And two weeks before, I shared my TED Talk with my boyfriend. And he was like, mm, I think we should change a few bits. Basically, we changed the entire thing. And I changed the entire trajectory of it. And there was this girl called Naharika from Warwick, who was doing all these check-in meetings with me and I was late on all of the deadlines. It was just such an overwhelming month with so many different things going on with my podcast, with my workshop, with my planner. There was just, I was trying to do too many things at once. And again, I think I've learned this year to just be more present and prioritize my work a lot more. But it was just really overwhelming with so many things. And I recorded, I think, 10 podcasts in January so it was just a lot of recording and I was also thinking about Mumbai's Millennial Mind which I'll come on to in a minute which was just really overwhelming as well so anyway the TED talk went amazing I literally loved every second of it and I'm going to do another video about how to prepare for one and things that I wish I did and things that I wish I knew and hopefully that should be out really soon so I'm really excited to share that with you but the whole process of that was quite stressful and really overwhelming but in the end it was amazing and I loved doing it and I'll be having a vlog on all the behind the scenes of the TED Talk as well. So that will be coming soon. What happened in February, I think, is I went to like three billion weddings. My cousin Shreya was obviously getting married in Odepora towards the end of it. So she had a lot of wedding functions. I had loads of other people's weddings. And that meant I was working with different brands and like doing a lot of that stuff. And so it was really good in that time that I was working with so many different uh, brands and I was collaborating with so many different people. And I loved doing that. But it just felt like very, very busy and a lot of deliverables and loads of things that I actually had to do. And so that wedding season just really took out a lot of chunk of my time because I I felt that I was having to balance everything and go to all the wedding stuff too, which was really fun, but it just took up a lot, a lot of time. So now let me roll into India. If you haven't watched my video around all the behind the scenes of Mumbai's Millennial Mind, you need to, and I'm going to link it here. But essentially in this video, I basically talk around all the behind the scenes, how I got my guests, how I got the studio, how I worked with the Thaj, how I worked with the crew, how I communicated with them because my Hindi is absolutely horrific. But I basically talk about everything through that. So please watch this video if you want to know the summary of Mumbai's Millennial Mind and how everything kind of jumbled together. But essentially once I'd kind of sorted all that stuff out, it was time to really enjoy my cousin's wedding and I had the best time in the whole world. It was just so fun. I felt like I really let loose. I felt like I just had the best time. And then straight away, I went into recording Mumbai's Millennial Mind, which if I'm honest, looking back on it, I'm not sure if I would do it again. And one of the reflections I've had and some of the feedback I've had is some of the Mumbai episodes really alienated a lot of people. I have a lot of people who aren't necessarily Indian, who don't necessarily have a tie to India, that didn't feel inclined to watch some of those episodes. And therefore, I actually saw a massive dip in my growth and a massive dip in the number of listeners and followers that I got because a lot of people didn't resonate with the, with people who lived in India. Now, at the same time, I was, you know, I am Indian. I really felt so inspired by some of those conversations, 
But maybe next time I would just do maybe five or six episodes instead of recording 15. Because the other thing is, is I recorded too many episodes in such a short period of time that I felt that some of those conversations could have been better. And I wish that I'd actually spent a lot more time researching some of the guests before kind of just taking them on board and doing the podcast. And so another one of my kind of mistakes and my regrets is I wish I had more time. But with everything going on, I just didn't. And so I guess it's a good learning curve. I definitely would do another abroad season, but I think I would perhaps do it when I had a lot more time, I had a lot more resource and I had a lot more time to, a lot more people to help me as well because I felt that I could have done a lot better with that season. So for me, that is actually one of the biggest learnings I took away of Q1 is don't rush things. Don't do things at pace. It's quality, not quantity. And make sure you vet everyone like 300 times before because I have had to unfortunately cut some episodes from that season. I feel like March was a time where I was really looking to get help from other people because I felt so overwhelmed. So a couple of those things, I was working with Janina, who is the logo and brand designer that I have talked about in other videos. I feel that I just designed Millennial Mind on Canva overnight and I didn't have themes, I don't have colors, I don't have uh, fonts, all of this stuff. So I'm working with Janina, who's really helping me to come up with a logo, fonts, color schemes, color palettes, all of that stuff. And I was introduced to her by Anita from Mindful Movements, who kind of does all of this other stuff around branding and logos and things like that who does a lot of like branding and marketing and helps a lot of small businesses. So I kind of got that recommendation from her, which has been really amazing. The other thing I did is get a short form editor, which was really helpful because I feel that I was doing a lot of the short form or my long form editor was doing that and it just got a bit too much and really, really expensive to do everything in the UK. So I've outsourced that now to Egypt. And he reached out to me, by the way, I didn't find somebody because I just, again, didn't have time. So I just took a punt on him. Like he was really keen to work with me. He's been really great so far. I'm really enjoying working with him. He's taken my kind of creative direction because, you know, this is what I mean. Some of the videos I uploaded had like loads of emojis. And I was like, that's not gonna work. And loads of people were like, delete these emojis, they're terrible. And it's all about adapting, it's all about changing. So instead of just firing him, I was like, look, don't use the emojis. And now I like the reels. And I think it's also about taking that risk and taking that, opportunity when you see it so because he reached out and he had edited loads of other videos and I'd like them I thought yeah okay let me give him a go so that's another one of my kind of lessons is like in March I was just jumping at different opportunities and kind of taking a punt on different people I joined an agency which unfortunately didn't work out because I didn't really get well I didn't get any work from them um the, the thing is with an agency is they take 20% of everything you get. And so everything I got inbound, they would also take 20% off. And I thought that they'd be able to get me a lot more brand deals. I thought they'd be able to get me a lot more um, sponsorship opportunities, but unfortunately they didn't. And so this month I've actually let go of them. But in March, I was basically working with the agency, working with this brand designer, working with a new short form editor, looking at people on Fiverr to help me with my thumbnails. And I felt like I was outsourcing so much stuff because I am now at the place where I can do that. And I'm now at a place where I feel like I need to focus my energy on the content. I need to spend hours researching my guests instead of just like a couple of hours because I really want to make the conversations more valuable. And that's what I'm good at. So if I can outsource stuff, then I'm going to try to. And I guess that was kind of the whole of March was trying to outsource things because I was also just even more exhausted. Last year was a whirlwind for me. And then this year, after I came back from Mumbai, I've just felt so tired because after cousin, like after my cousin's wedding, I'm sure if you've been to an Indian wedding, I'm sure if you've been to any wedding that lasts like five days and it's abroad, 
you feel exhausted and we were partying every night you know we had the best time and then I went into jumping into doing 15 podcasts in like five days or four days I think it was something ridiculous I was just so tired and on the last day I did six and I remember the next day we flew back and I was just really really exhausted and that was the perfect time for me to go to Unplugged because I actually spoke to someone about Unplugged and it's basically you go to a cabin and they have several across the UK. You go to a cabin and you just unplug from the world. It's essentially a digital detox and you put your phone, your laptop and anything digital away. There's no TV, there's nothing. And so what we did is we went to Unplugged because my boyfriend and I, he also works really, really, really hard. And we both were just like, we need a bit of a break. And we haven't been on holiday together since last year we went to LA, which wasn't really a holiday. But we thought, okay, let's go to Unplugged for two days. And it was just the most amazing weekend. We had made fresh coffee. We made breakfast. We went for like a four-hour walk on the first day. We were reading. I finished the whole of digital minimalism in two days, like in one day. Yes, in one in 24 hours. Because I just had so much time. And it was so lovely. I mean, it was just such a lovely experience. We did have our laptop on the first night because we downloaded some movies. Um which you probably shouldn't have. But I forgot that that was a rule, if I'm completely honest. I thought you were just not meant to be on your phone and like connected to the world. I didn't realize you were actually not meant to watch movies. But anyway, we did that. So we had kind of had a cheat sheet. But it was just honestly amazing. We played loads of games. We played Jenga. We played Scrabble. Scrabble is very, very, very difficult. But anyway, I really, really loved Unplugged. I felt that it really allowed me to just switch off you know, wherever I was going, whenever I'm on holiday, wherever I am, I never really turn my phone off. I've never, ever, ever been off my phone for three whole days. And at the end of it, I thought I'd be desperate to get my phone out of the box. We didn't even lock our box because we just both didn't want to be on our phones. I was just so sick of looking at my phone and seeing like 3000 notifications pop up that on the last day, I thought I'd be desperate to look at it. I was dreading it. And I did dread it. I had like thousands of emails. Well, I'm being dramatic. I had hundreds of emails. But still, after three days, I was just so overwhelmed to look at them. Half of them were spam, but it was just overwhelming. So I'd 100% recommend going to Unplugged if you haven't. This isn't a plug for it, but I guess technically it is. I mean, it's not an ad. But I really, really loved it. I thought it was such a nice experience to do with someone else as well. I probably would go alone, but maybe in the summer because I'd probably be a bit scared and I absolutely have no geographical skills. You can't even have Google Maps. So, you know, you need to make sure you're having, like, you know how to get from place to place. And we actually, our car broke down, but that's a story for another day. But anyway, Unplugged was really lovely. And then in March, one of the key things that I wanted to share is I went to Hey Gorgeous and I exhibited for the first time with Soul Space London, which is a crystal brand, which I wear all the time. But we were sending a gift set together. So I went for my kind of first in-person exhibition with Hey Gorgeous and it was amazing. I love Hey Gorgeous and I went there for the first time as an influencer last year. And by the way, I hate exhibitions. I'm really not into like the ideal home. My mum would go every day if she could. But there was something about Hey Gorgeous where all of the founders, all of the stands, everyone there is just so nice and there's such a lovely energy. And Zamiha, who's the founder of it all, of Hey Gorgeous, Recommendation and a Professional Asian, she has just built this incredible community of people who are just so lovely and you want to speak to everyone and everyone's so nice that walks through the door and everyone's so interested in buying things and it was just phenomenal when I went last year so I was so excited to exhibit this year and I was selling my performance planners so it was such a lovely experience I thoroughly enjoyed the two days I had the best time I mean I was exhausted after it because it was from 11 till 6 and we were there like a couple of hours before and like an hour after but I just had the best time and being with Sonali who's the founder of Soul Space and her entire family was just such a delight they are the loveliest people in the world who are just so supportive and just every time I made a sale they were cheering me on and I was just like you're so nice 
pounds. So it was just the best two days. It was just good energy, high vibes. And they've actually got another event in September. And I have free tickets. So when I get them, I will link it in this video because they're not out yet. And they'll be on my story. So just keep up to date on my Instagram if you want free tickets to come. And you can meet me because I'll be exhibiting there again. So that was kind of Q1 summarized. I think I did quite well. Because last time I spent two hours talking about the whole year. So I guess half an hour, 20 minutes talking about a quarter of the year is quite good. But I'm going to keep doing these videos kind of just to keep on track with the things that I've done. But also to just share my lessons on the way because there's so many things that I've learned throughout the year that perhaps I don't necessarily remember. I don't even remember all the things from Q1. So I'm going to make sure I do them at the end of Q2 this year. But the key things I learned from Q1 were outsource as much as you can. Don't take on too much it's okay to take a break, unplug from your digital life once in a while. And the other thing that I've done actually in Q1, if you've noticed, is I've stopped going to so many events. I felt last year I was going to so many events, I said yes to everything. And actually, I wasn't spending time with my friends and family, the people who I love and the people who I care about and the people who support me day in and day out. And I really prioritized that this year. I was like, I'm going to prioritize my health. So I was going to the gym a lot more after India. I'm going to prioritize my friends and family. And if that means I can't go to a brand event, I can't go to a brand event because the people who we love in our life are the people who we're going to remember and the people who are going to remember us. And so I really wanted to make sure that this year I had my priorities in check, my health, my friends and my families, my relationships, and of course my work. But I really made sure I emphasized on my health and my relationships because I think that last year that was something that I wasn't necessarily doing. I barely saw my friends. I barely checked in with them. And it's not like I can see my friends every week now. It's not like I can even see them every month. But making that time to see them over going to brand events was something I consciously did and something that I really wanted to do. So I hope you enjoyed this summary. I know it was a bit all over the place and I will continue to do them on time but if you did like it i'd really appreciate it if you gave this video a thumbs up and i will see you very 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 soon <laughs>